I want to reflect uh, with you uh, for a bit on uh, one particular verse, Ephesians 1, verse 7. Let's hear it together. This is God's holy and infallible word. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. So the church, and by that I don't mean only this church, the church everywhere, the church worldwide, the church all throughout history has talked and sung about the blood of Jesus so much that I wonder if the average Christian even realizes how odd that sounds, right? I mean, how kind of like icky and unseemly. How strange it must be to those who know little or nothing about Jesus, and maybe there are some here like that, but, but how strange who know little about Jesus and know little about the heart of our faith, the Christian faith that we're focusing on tonight and Sunday morning on Easter. So over the years, some in the church have realized this, and in order to present a more pleasant message to the world, they'll say, well, it's really by his love that we're saved. That's what we should emphasize, not that blood stuff so much. But Ephesians 1, that very clearly says we have redemption through his blood. Acts 20 refers to the church as bought with Jesus' blood. Romans 5, we are justified by his blood. Colossians 1, Jesus made peace through his blood. And 1 John 1, the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. The ultimate source of our, cel our salvation that we're celebrating this weekend is God's grace. But we receive salvation through the means of of the blood of Jesus Christ. There's this critical connection the Bible makes again and again and again between God's grace and Christ's blood that we cannot ignore. What's going on with that blood language exactly? Well, the most uh, thorough explanation would involve uh, a survey of, of the whole Old Testament and then uh, a careful reading, especially of the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. But we're not going to do all that tonight. I want us to think about it this way. Blood in animals and human beings means life, basically, right? Lack of blood flow no blood means no life for our bodies. Problems with our blood get very serious very quickly. And any number of you have experienced some of these things or had loved ones. Things like a blood infection, it's a very serious matter. Abnormal blood platelet or cell counts, whether they're too high or too low, gets very serious very quickly. 
A blood clot is a very serious thing, more often than not. So a lack of blood flow somewhere in the body is going to very quickly result in major problems. One of the very rare side effects of the, the chemotherapy I was on in, in, in 2017, uh, they hardly ever see, was a blockage of an artery in one of my eyes. Oxygen didn't get to my eye long enough that I have a permanent lack of vision um, in a very small part of my right eye. A lot of you know, if you're on our church prayer chain, that um, my youngest, 48 hours ago, we were either at, in the emergency room at Good Samaritan Hospital, or we were at Lutheran General Hospital in Park Ridge, or we were on the way between those two hospitals. So she broke her arm and broke it in such a way that uh, there would have been, if they didn't do, sur I, didn't, I was blown away that she broke it. They're like, we got to do surgery. I'm like, what? And we got to do surgery soon, very soon. And, and we have to do it in another hospital. I was very surprised at all that. But the issue was where she broke her arm, there are a lot, there's lots of blood flow in that region, which if it's not treated right away, could cause lack of blood flow here, among other issues. But they wanted to prevent this part of the arm and the fingers and the hand uh, losing oxygen. So why, why I mention this lack of blood flow, this is the deal. We all have a blood problem, spiritually speaking. And it's worse than a problem. We've got a terminal disease. And boys and girls, a terminal disease is a sickness, it's a disease that will result in death. But for our blood problem, more than even death, it results in its victims going to hell for all eternity, according to God's word. That is, unless the Lord, who the Bible calls our, our great physician, unless he heals this disease that we have. And that's especially what Good Friday is about. It's God in love doing something about the fatal disease. Every single human being except for Jesus is born with and that we make worse every day through sinful thoughts, words, and deeds. We need a transfusion. We need good, healthy blood to replace all that bad blood coursing through our veins. Now, our human nature wants to ignore this major problem, this disease, and say, oh, humankind, people are, 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 are pretty good. Sure, no one's perfect, but it's all going to turn out okay on its own. But that's not true. It's simply not true. Have you ever met anyone who has a serious condition, serious health condition, maybe even terminal, but they seem to be ignoring the issue, ignoring the problem, not facing it? Well, that's everybody's natural tendency with the sin problem, too. We try to ignore it. We act like it's not as serious and eternally fatal as the Bible says it is. 
What we need is a divine infusion of new life, or there's no hope for any of us. Some people, again, you know, a little uncomfortable with all the the blood language, say, how could that blood uh, from 2,000 years ago save us? Surely Jesus shed blood is just an example of his love that we're called to follow as we day by day in lesser ways than on the cross, as we day by day sacrifice ourselves forever. But Jesus' blood being spilled was about more than an example for us to give ourselves sacrificially to others. He paid the price for our sins with his blood. Salvation comes through his good and perfect blood, and only through his blood. And so, I want each one of us to be sure tonight that we understand our diagnosis, and we understand the prognosis, and that we know the cure. We celebrate communion at at Good Friday all the time. As we do that in a little bit and, and drink of the cup, May each one of us, the music's going to be playing uh, with no words, giving us time to pray and meditate. As we drink of that cup, let's pray for a renewal of our personal acceptance of God's grace through the sacrifice of Jesus. And if you have not yet professed your faith, and you see those around you take a, a wine or grape juice cup My prayer is that you would realize your great need for Jesus' blood to cover you and and pray to God that he would give even you his healing, his saving grace. And, And so we say tonight in our great, great need, wash me in your blood, O Lord. Drench me. Infuse my sin-sick life with your eternal and perfect life. Thank you for your blood spilled for me. Amen.